Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on? It's Cooper. Uh, my name is Jen Cooper. For those of you that I have not had the pleasure of connecting with yet, um, I'm super excited because this is the official debut of the Crave the Clothes podcast. And I thought, you know, there's a lot of directions that I could, you know, kick this thing off with. Um, but I really wanted to take the opportunity to first connect with you, first introduce myself and share a little bit about uh, kind of what I've grown through in my sales career, which has led me here with you and you tuning into this podcast. Um, so just to take you back a little bit, um, again, hi, my name's Cooper, or my name's Jen Cooper, but everybody calls me Coop. Um, I have been in the sales arena for close to two decades now. Um, most of that time I've been achieving um, six-figure earnings or more. Um, and, you know, it's kind of been a journey, though, you know, back when uh, right now I am in the glorious world of network marketing. Um, I've been there for the last almost seven years now. But prior to that, it was kind of a journey as to how we got here. Um, and, you know, I love my network marketing um, experience, my, my, uh, my business. Um, but what I love even more is having the opportunity to specifically connect with those aspiring network marketers that, you know, maybe they love what they have, they love their product, their service, their opportunity, but they just are not comfortable navigating successful sales cycles. Um, this was not anything I even thought of, to be honest with you, until the opportunity started to, to kind of smack me in the face <laughs> over and over again, and, and which has led us to where we are now. But just to travel back a little bit with you guys, I may jump around for the this pilot episode a bit, um, but just to jump back in the beginning of my story and how my sales career started, um, it probably started out a lot like many of you, where you're wondering, okay, I'm so excited about what I have. I cannot wait to share it with people, but I have no idea how. I don't know how. I don't want to be spammy. I don't want to be a used car salesman. I just, you know, how do I make that transition from loving something that I have and being able to articulate it to people that are actually willing to listen and want to engage in a conversation without seeming like I'm being forceful or, you know, pushy, all those weird, icky things that nobody likes to feel when they're in sales, right? Um, the first thing I want to encourage you to remind yourself is that all, and rest assured, that all sales is, is helping other people get what they want. That's all sales is. And I didn't know any of these little nuances and fine, you know, little nuggets prior, like early in, in my journey, you know, let me, let me paint a little picture for you. So um, as to how we ended up here with you listening to this and, and me having the, the privilege to, to connect with you uh, via audio right now, um, back in roughly to the year 1999, 2000, yes, I'm dating myself. I was, I worked for the National Cheerleaders Association. I was a head instructor. I was, um, I, I ran camps all over every 
summer at RAND camps um, all over the East Coast, mostly in the Northeast. Um, but I, you know, those would sometimes have upwards of thousands of cheerleaders participating, hundreds of coaches that I would have to, you know, guide through coaching programs. Um, and and I'll, honestly, it re what I learned at that time, what and I, I mean, I didn't get paid very much money, right? I was like right out of high school, and that's okay though, you know. What I've learned is that in sales, if you can learn how to monetize something that you love and that you're passionate about, that's really the key. That's really the key. And I didn't know it back then. I learned at that time when I was an NCA staffer, I actually went on to become an NCA recruiter. I started recruiting people to camps. Why? Because I learned that I wanted to share what I was extremely passionate about. I loved how I learned that I loved helping people. I loved helping, you know, people get what they want. And in this case, it was easy for me because I lived, eat, breathed cheerleading. So it was easy for me to connect with other people in the cheer world and help them find a camp that was suitable for them, help them find a competition to go to that was maybe local or maybe a distance away, whatever they were looking for. I wanted to help them get there. So I became a recruiter uh, for the National Children's Association. Then I went on after about eight or nine years with them, I went on to a very brief <laughs> career in insurance sales, which I will tell you now, I did get licensed, but it was not for me, you know, in a cubicle, you know, at nine to five behind the computer. It just, that is for some people, but I knew that it wasn't for me. See, when I was recruiting for the NCA, I was traveling to high schools to be with cheer teams. I was traveling to competitions. I was getting in front of people. I just got my, I got my life like my lifeblood off of those experiences. So being in insurance, I realized quickly was not a fit for me. So I moved past insurance and went into the world of specialty pharmaceutical sales. And, you know, I'll tell you, this is where I learned that the big bucks don't just get paid out from living out your passion. Just being passionate about what you have does not necessarily earn you the big bucks. And see, I didn't know this before then. I learned that being knowledgeable, developing credibility, being a valuable resource, being someone that, that your, your target market viewed as a valuable resource, not just about your own product and opportunity, but about the, the marketplace that your mark that your product and your opportunity resided in like and what that what that means is i developed trust with people because i was highly i was an expert in my own field my own product and service and company right but i was also an expert i learned to be an expert in the marketplace that my product the category that my product fell into if that makes sense so with that being said I also learned how important grit and fortitude were with, and now I'm speaking in the words of uh, somebody that I learned from daily, Andy Frisella, um, such a brilliant, brilliant man. Those of you that know 75 Hard, you may not know that Andy Frisella um, was the creator of 75 Hard. And it's so transformational for so many, but when we're talking grit and fortitude with sales, my friends, I want to paint a picture for you. When I finally, okay, great. I got a job in pharmaceuticals. Well, guess what happened prior to that? 
I literally interviewed on average, maybe four to seven grueling interviews with every company that I uh, got an interview with. And that meant uh, probably about eight or nine companies I did that over. So you do the math. I got my teeth kicked in repeatedly, put on the pressure cooker. Like I'm talking, I was on the hot seat. Like they, cause they want to know, is this person thick skinned enough to maintain um, their composure and emotional certainty, which is a huge part of sales, by the way, I will, I will teach a lot on that. If you continue to tune into my podcast. Um, but I learned how much being able to be resilient and, 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 re, and things, you know, the, the nasty and negativity repelling off of you in this brutal world of sales, it's high risk, high reward friends. You are bound to get kicked around a bit. And that's what happened. How many people would have been <laughs> willingly walking back into each of those interviews, interview after interview, after interview, after interview, just to be told no, and then go through and do it all over again with another company to interview just to get a shot. Okay. Then after I got the shot, after that many interviews over eight or nine companies, finally got my shot. I was like, yes, this is it. Got the shot. And I went into white space, which means they gave me a territory that there was no data for. No data. Nobody had been there. Open space. And in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, great. I'll just go out and build some, I'll build it. Okay. It's a lot harder than it sounds. And what that did was set me back from the rest of the pack. So I started getting put on performance plans. I started getting questioned by my management. Ah, you know, Jen Carbone, and that was my maiden name. Carbone's not really making ends meet. She's not really getting the job done. She needs to be put on a plan or a PIP, if you will. Performance improvement plan, friends. And what that is, a performance improvement plan basically means it's your exit. They're going to fire you. They're going to fire your ass and they're trying to do it in a, you know, main, while maintaining their, uh, you know, the HR verbiage that's, you know, all cut and dry and politically correct and blah, blah, blah. So literally I was on my way out and I made a choice. My friends, I was going to double down my efforts. If I was going down anyway, I was going to double down on all of my efforts. Everything they told me I needed to do, I was doing double of, double from what everybody else was doing. And I want to share with you what happened. When I started doing that, I went on to become the number one earner and producer in my district. I went on to be number one in my region and then number one in the nation for about 17 months straight in pharmaceutical sales. This led me up to the path of graduating up into medical devices, where again, very grueling industry, but guys, again, using a lot of the skills and the grit and fortitude, the sales practices that I learned and the mental and emotional um, wherewithal that I learned throughout this whole process led me to close millions and millions and millions in business. It led me to earn multiple six figures. Um, 
And, and I just paint that picture because I want you to know wherever you are right now in your sales journey, wherever you are, this is not where you end unless you quit. That's on you. That's a decision that you make. Or you can be like me, be on your way out for getting fired, no one clapping for you, no one believing in you, and making the decision to double down. Double down anyway, giving it all you've got, making it a choice that your result is non-optional. I want to encourage all of you to do that, friends. I know you can because I've done it. I have been the one doubted. I have been the underdog. In many cases, I stick, guys, let me, let me take you through a little bit more of where we are right now. So I ended up, you know, doing really well in medical, uh, medical sales, lots of experience, went on to become a corporate and field trainer in all of the medical companies that I worked for. And that's where I learned my passion was learning how to do the thing and then teaching other people how to go do the thing so that they could live the live out the 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 life of their dreams right and so when i decided to leave the medical world to stay home with my children that were very difficult to conceive okay by the grace of science we were able to build a family I decided I still wanted to be part of a community. I wanted to help people. I wanted to, you know, be amongst adults and not just wiping butts and boogers all day long. That's okay if that's for you, but that was not just it for me. I needed more. I felt called to do more. So I've, I entered the world of network marketing. Now, network marketing is... Trust me when I say it's something I never wanted to be a part of, but it, now that I know what I know, I've learned that it's everything I never knew I always wanted. So lo and behold, I, became, I, I grew and I grew and eventually went on to become a six-figure earner in network marketing using a lot of the same sales strategies that I learned through those grueling years in my medical world, getting my teeth kicked in and through all of those years in my cheerleading world where I was sharing what I loved to do and helping people get what they want just because I was so passionate about it. You see, so now I've learned over all these years how to, how to monetize my passion, right? And that is um, helping people develop their network marketing businesses and helping people learn how to navigate successful sales cycles without feeling like spammy buttholes. You know what I'm saying? Know what I'm saying, guys? So with that being said, I developed a coaching program for network marketers called Crave the Close. Um, a lot of people know this as, you know, I, I use the hashtag a lot, closing with Coop, um, because like if you share out this broadcast, I hope that you'll hashtag it, hashtag Crave the Close and also closing with Coop because I want to help people close business successfully because you can learn how to check the boxes. You can learn the strategies. You can copy what other people are doing. But at the end of the day, if you cannot close business, you got no business, my friends. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm here that is what I hope to deliver. Uh, I just wanted to do this first pilot episode. Um, I don't really know what I'm doing, but that's another part of sales and another, another part of growth and another part of entrepreneurship 
is doing things before you feel like you're ready and before you know what you're doing. So here I am before I know before I'm ready and before I know what I'm doing. I thought the best thing to do would be to introduce myself to you so that you had an idea of of who you were connecting with, who you were spending this time with that I do not take lightly and I can't wait to pour more into you and I invite you to share my podcast and encourage your teammates to subscribe as well because if your teammates do not know how to close business successfully, then that means your business ultimately will also have a hard time moving forward. It'll be like pushing a boulder uphill. So I want to link up with you, friends. I want to be I want to be a resource for you that you can plug in and you can gain something that you can turn around immediately, whether it be some hope, whether it be belief, whether it be tactical strategies, how to's, I'm going to give it all to you in these podcasts. And um, I hope that you'll be able to turn around and put that into your business and even better pay it forward to somebody else to help them grow their businesses as well. All right, friends, that's all I've got today. Thank you for tuning in. And I cannot wait to keep this party rolling.